pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on. Enjoy. Draft Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 6 of the Draft Rugby Show, the pod they play in heaven. I'm joined by the boys, Harry and Nelson, lads. The hype around Super Rugby Pacific is building. We've got our fantasy draft coming up this weekend. We had some awesome preseason games on last weekend. It's all happening. How excited are we? Good mate. Uh, this is this is the big one. This is the big pod. We've all been waiting for this. Some big names to throw out. Uh, just some hype to build. And I mean, I'm here for it. All for it, boys. Yeah, right. very, very, very pumped, mate. Just every week you get more and more excited. There's been a bit of footy to watch with the trials as well. So actually getting to sit down and watch a bit. I was watching some Six Nations highlights the last couple of weeks as well just to get in the mood. Uh, ready to go. Pumped. I, I'm going to do some draft prep. That's probably my only downfall right now, but at some stage I'll start. The Six Nations has been so good. It has been pretty close to the quality of Super Rugby preseason. It's that good at the moment. Yeah, it's it's close. Oh, good. Um, yeah, no, I'd be fully expecting either of you or probably both of you to take a full day off work this week just to um, make your grand plans for your fantasy season. But um, I haven't you know, started. The, the OGs like me, we'll just wing it on the day off. Um, we'll have new bum bringing in his paper notes um, to see how he goes. But um, anyway, should be good. Now, I see, Harriet, you've put in here, um, you're very excited about the pod caps. It's been a while since we've mentioned them. So, uh, yes, for our listeners, we're getting up there, boys. Season six, uh, Harry leading the way on 149 pod caps, mm. uh, passing. Just, just took over Richie McCaw. So you know, I think I, I does he have as many titles as I do? We're close. We're tight. We're definitely tight. Look, he, I mean, you had his Super Rugby and his World Cups. You're, you're a manager. He's actually was a captain, so they're a bit different. <laughs> I, I think you can say you've got more pod caps than him, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's on several podcasts. We, we don't know how many pod caps he has. To be fair, yeah. I'm sure he's been on a pod or two. But, the championship um, he won the Tars might push him above you, Harry. I think. Oof, he won one for us. Yep, that was pretty good. Um, all right, and moving on, we've got Nels. Nels has 137 pod caps. Closing in on sixth place uh, of all time. Is that just all time rugby caps or super rugby caps? All time rugby caps. International, yeah. International. Uh, George Gregan with 139. So haircut. that's a big one. To... Very good. Haircut. That's what you got to get in the 130s. Yep. It's the experience, boys. You wouldn't know. Leading you guys around. That's it. Uh, the bowling balls, the pair of you. Um, and then I'm on uh, bringing up the rear, 122 caps, uh, equal with the famous Georgian centre, David Kacharava, uh, who's ranked 19th. Can I, can I defend you on that pronunciation? Far better than the other names. Look, old mate Dave, Georgian, we're both Dave, all right? You know what I mean? That's all that matters. Uh, old mate Dave's yeah, got David. a few caps. I got a few caps. Yeah. It's great. So from now on, we will call you David. Harry, let's see how long you've been going for. How many yeah. pod episodes? Look, I'm here for that. I'm here for it. But um, but no, look, I'd like to start uh, start off the pod by apologising to our dutiful listeners for the you know substantial drop in quality last week uh, in my absence. Um, I mean, I had a long list of notes and corrections. The boys must have been recording about midnight because I they I think they forgot more than they uh, you know could actually Ooh. produce on the on the evening. But um, first and foremost, and really the only thing I cared about, and so did our listeners. And if, you, if you're tuning in and joining us on YouTube, you'd see that my 
background image is a few great pictures of none other than Milani Nanai, Settle Down Boys. Uh, I could not believe my ears when I heard Harry mentioning Milani Nanai and uh, and saying sit down. I thought he lost the plot. And then he went back to mention it another two or three times. I mean, frankly, it's outrageous. Harry, have you, do you want to apologise for your actions? or I would, yeah, sincerest apologies. Uh, I needed to settle down. I got carried away and uh, I'll be better. And, of course, just to get even more specific for reference, that is the greatest video of all time when Milani scores this fantastic, absolute ripper of a try in the corner, turns exactly, knows where the cameras are, uh, turns to the cameras, does his famous settle down. Uh, I, I'd say it's more famous than the LeBron two steps, uh, similar motion. Um, so anyway, that was big news. But I also went and checked in on uh, one of our uh, longtime listeners um, and fellow fantasy rugby enthusiasts, um, at get Nanai on and um, look he's actually he's given up the handle so it's it's actually there for the taking he's currently still on at get Akira on a man after my own heart um, and so he's uh, his fantasy team name is official rainbow ponies and I hope to think he's still playing fantasy uh, and listening to the pod but um, anyway so you can get out there and you can grab at get Nanai on now Harry or Nelson as one of your 27 Twitter accounts um, if you wanted to so Anyway. We will not do that. We'll leave that for the man himself. He can take it. <laughs> Good on you. All right. And lastly, also, thank you for my creative um, New Zealand conference rankings last week. I forgot what you uh, you gave me. I think you said very creative, I was going to say Moana Pacifica was going to come first or something. I can't even remember. But um, no. sadly, uh, and being very boring and doing something I hate doing, I'm going to have to agree with Harry because uh, I only really see the conference going one way, and it's how Harry spelled it out, which was uh, Crusaders, Blues, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Highlanders, Moana Pacifica. So um, can't really see it going any other way. Nelson did, but um, again, he just likes to be different. So uh, yes. But how about we get into tonight's ep? Um, for entree, we're going to talk about the preseason matches that took place over the weekend. The main course, we're going to get into the uh, the new hot shit uh, and new players in Super Rugby Pacific 2023. You. And uh, for dessert, we're going to take a uh, we're going to have a quick look at the coaching staff. Um, any, you know, who are the new coaches, um, head coaches, assistant coaches and whatever, and what those movements are like and discuss how we feel about those and what the impacts will be. So let's get into the entree. Uh, Harry, do you want to take us away? Uh, sure. So first of all, guys, I think probably the biggest story of the week, we won't spend a long time because I know a lot of pods are covering this in detail, but huge news for the Australian women's rugby players. They have, uh, Rugby AU have just unveiled a pay structure for female players. The Wallaroos rugby players will now be paid between thirty dollars and $52,000 a year with players in the state squad to get a minimum of $4,000. Of course, a couple of clubs paying up to about one and a half last year. So finally, there's some solid part-time contracts in there. And you know why? Yeah. No, why? Because girls is players too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you just dancing to music that isn't playing because you can dub that in later? Is that what's happening? Or? I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. This only works when you're purely on a video for the Harry you realize. Yeah, as as, uh, as we all heard, girls are players too and uh, very exciting times for the female right. rugby players. And right. apparently, you know, more to come over the next few years as well. So awesome to hear that that growth is happening uh, and uh, very excited for the female players. 
And they also said we could see a crossover between the Aussie and the Kiwi teams uh, as soon as this year, potentially. So that, that's exciting moving forward, for sure. Yeah, how good. Super Rugby Pacific uh, W edition. It's going to be awesome. Love it. Can awesome. we jump into some of the preseason matches? Please, Alice, do you want to kick us off with uh, the Brumbies and the Rebs? Just before we do that, fellas, I just want to give a quick plug. Nelson's updated the uh, the casualty ward. ward. Now that we have a, uh, I guess, the player that was on it has been kicked out of the club. So uh, love the new image, Nelson. And we are continually updating the casualty ward as the preseason comes out. I know there's a hot off the press, not even on the blog yet, Ned Hannigan out for the first month of Super Rugby so there will be continued updates on there. And also just to uh, plug as well our Super Brew tipping competition, there are now 49 members on there and growing. So I believe we now have officially more tipsters than the Waratahs account. I'm sure of it. If you jump in now, you could you could be top 50. So that's... Oh, that's yeah. Good. That's it. And and I will say I challenge you listeners to find a better um, faceplant rugby photo than the one Nelson's chosen for that the Casualty so Board cover. Um, yeah. I think Harry suggested earlier one of Dean Mum fending, throwing some uh, Sharks player into the turf was pretty close, but um, it's exceptional. Well done, Nils. Thanks, mate. Uh, look, we'll, we'll jump into the first game, uh, I think, across the weekend. Brumbies versus the Rebels. Brumbies taking this one. We have a different image up, so uh, we'll, we'll tweak. Uh, we've got the Tars v. the Reds. Tars winning 33-32 to 32, uh, in the Santos Festival of Rugby in Narrabri. Now, have you watched this game? Yeah, look, the Reds won, but that's fine. The Waratahs No, 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 the Waratahs won, mate. What, what, what are mate? you talking about? What does the scoreboard say, Nels? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm claiming the win, but we, whew, if this was a, an actual match with TMO, yeah, no, Nadolo dropped that a mile, you know, a, a mile over the line. That was terrible, but uh, we'll take the win. There was tries for the Waratahs for Violanu, who... You know, missed through maybe 40 lineouts as well, unfortunately. Isaiah Parisi, apparently. Parisi wasn't playing, was he? So someone else I think they mean Mosesi Tuopolotu. So that's definitely a reporter getting that wrong because he does look similar. I'll give him that. I was going to say, that's a huge compliment to uh, Tuopolotu. He looks massive. Yeah, he's huge. Enormous. That was a great try as well. Team try. Max Jorgensen, who I think uh, could have been the one that set that try up. Nemani Nadolo uh, as well, apparently. And Edmund kicked four, I think, of the five, which was was pretty good. Harry, did uh, you see when Nelson moved up to Queensland and snuck a Reds jersey on? Because I can't believe all of this. Uh, this I winning. I mean, honestly. We'll just... to him now, I mean, Nadolo knew exactly what he had to do, and that is get slightly close to scoring a try because there's no TMO, mate. In real Super Rugby, he would have put that down with one hand pointing to the camera, pointing to the TMO going, oh, what that? Nadolo scored enough tries in his lifetime that the TMO, you get benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? You get, you get close enough. It's like, it's, like, it's like the Super Bowl. It's like a touchdown. If he gets close enough, oh. call it a try. Dougie, we might have to mute your mic. We're trying to get through so we can get to the hot shit, mate. The Reds, they had a pretty good outing themselves. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Ned Hannigan looks like the the guy that's, you know, suffered out of this one with a, a Dane Zander kind of wrapping around the side a little bit. Obviously not intentional, but, yeah, a little bit reckless, and, and that's taken Ned Hannigan out for a month, it looks like. Excellent. And did, did you, you you both watch the game? Did you, was it a good game? I haven't watched it yet. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and the the speed of both teams and some of these young players, Max Jorgensen uh, and Tom Liner, absolutely brilliant. Taj Annan was pretty good as well. Um, but geez, Max Jorgensen, if he gets thrown in as an 18 year old, 
he will look, you know, he will look comfortable. And, and that's very, very scary. He works very hard off the ball as well. Yeah, and I'm just going to put out there the Waratahs have a rolling mall in 2023. The new souped up forward pack. No, Two rolling mall tries, mate. I'd, I'd not buy it if Violanu is throwing the line out because oh, he had mate. You, you've been ragging on him so bad. I watched the first half. I don't think I missed or missed one. I thought you sorry, he missed one. Let's move no, on. So the Brumbies versus the Rebels, the image that was up there, uh, 35 to 33, the Brumbies got over the Rebels, but much closer than we expected. Ikitao scored two tries. Corey Toole got one. Pincus got a first-half double. He only took the field after Ray Nuu came off with a knee injury. So we're waiting to hear an update on exactly what he's done. And Carter Gordon also limped off after 60 minutes, but I think it was a sub. So we're hoping that that's nothing too serious. Um, don't have the full scorecard there, but uh, there's a brief summary of the players that you want to know about. And I, I should just say the Rebels, the Brumbies got out to a lead. The Rebels clawed back and then took a strong lead. And the uh, the Brumbies had to really pull it out to make sure they won the uh, the preseason match. So probably much more competitive than I expected, to be honest. How yeah, good. Excellent. And that, and that one's not available to watch on Stan or anything, is it? We, you have to find that one on YouTube, man. Uh, there's just some highlights on um, Twitter. Sweet as. Well, check our Twitter account, at DraftRobby, to find those. Uh, I'm sure the boys will retweet them. But um, very good. All right. And then that takes us on um, to some of the Kiwi preseason games. Um, we had the Chiefs taking on Moana Pacifica. Um, look, I mean, the scoreline was, you know, kind of fairly one way, I guess you'd say. Uh, 48, the Chiefs 48, Moana Pacifica 7. Um, Danny Tawala bagged the lone try for Moana. Um, and I haven't actually watched this game. I'm, have you guys read the report? Were like, was, was Moana trialing lots of different lineups and things like that? Yeah, they had like, I think they had like four teams or something. Like it, they, they did run out a whole lot of mixed bag players. So hard to, hard to pick, to be honest, hard to read too much into. But either way, you'd think it, uh, it should be a little bit more competitive than that. Very good. Um, and otherwise, I mean, the Chiefs, yeah, obviously 48 points, got through a lot of tries with Samapeni Finau, Tenen Nasaturo, Liam Coombs Fabling, and Peter Gusso Akula were the listed try scorers um, and Damien McKenzie taking the conversion. So that's interesting. To, that's good to note for fantasy managers. Um, and halftime, it was 26-0. Yeah, he's not pulling out with a calf injury in the warm-up as well. Um, I might just push us on, boys. Highlanders 35v33 Crusaders in the uh, Farmland Cup. Absolute mammoth win for the Highlanders. So hopefully this is a thing to come. Tries from Gregory Lowe, Will, uh, Withy, and Jack Taylor, probably the try of the game. He, uh, they were The boys were down the Highlanders, and he chipped ahead from about 50 out, accelerated through a hole, chipped ahead, and then outpaced a couple of uh, reserves from the Crusaders to score the match-winning try. So one you got to get onto Twitter and look at, and he's going to earn himself another mention in this podcast based off that alone. That was uh, And he's going to live, live through that memory of that uh, for all time. That was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Finally, the Blues defeated the Hurricanes 28 to 21. Another close battle tries to Roger Tuavasa Shek, who played despite the uh, All Blacks' suggested rest. Riccatelli, Rob Rajzan, Sullivan, Jock McKenzie kicking four conversions. And for the Hurricanes, Big Devon Flanders, the number eight, scored a couple. Aiden Morgan scored as well, and uh, Aiden Morgan kicking three conversions. So the Hurricanes were up 14 to 21 at half time and uh, just couldn't get the points on the board in the second half. Nice. And there was one injury from that game as well, Harry, wasn't there? 
Yeah, Sam Sam Knock um, pre-game pre-game was pulled out with a calf injury, so we'll we'll see if we get a bit more detail on how long that'll keep him out. But obviously, not likely to be the starter for them anyway. Yep, sweet as. All right, and that takes us through all the preseason games from the weekend. More to come uh, throughout throughout the week. I think the Drew are playing on Thursday. Uh, there's games on Friday and Saturday, so um, look forward for those. And now let's get into the main course this evening. Um, first of all, Nels, we've got um, a note on Wallabies rest weeks. How's that going to work? Yeah, it's actually going to be a tiered system by the looks of it. So key uh, Wallabies, it looks like they'll probably miss three matches and, and play no more than five weeks in a row. I think there's only one bye throughout the season. Whereas, you know, a lot of the other players, you know, might get some more rest time through the preseason. Some might be coming a little bit earlier into the preseason. So it's kind of a little bit staggered. Um, and depending on how many minutes I think they've played, you know, across the last 12 months and what role they'll play in the Wallabies, they may only miss two weeks or they may miss one week as well. So the big names that everyone probably wants in the team, they're probably going to be the ones missing three weeks, two weeks, you know, that sort of thing. Awesome. So, yeah, note that down um, and uh, add that into your fantasy planning. All right, well, let's get through uh, the teams. So new hot shit. We tried to go with new players, but there are some players you're aware of. Um, we're either coming with new hot shit players or really young players, I guess, who are the new people to crack onto the scene. So, look, I'll kick us off with the Brumbies. Um, we've kind of broken into three categories. It's who you, you should know, you might know, and you might not know. So you should know Lockie Lonigan uh, or Nos Lonigan, as I will exclusively be referring to him throughout the year. Um Nos, I mean, he's 23 years old. He's now got the reins at the Brumbies with Falafinga moving over to the force. This is his year. I mean, he, he was playing for the Wallabies last year. First choice hook at the Brumbies. Um, he's, you know, gone from a really dynamic uh, ball player to really nailing down the set piece, which is more critical for your role as a, as a hooker. And, yeah, it's going to be awesome to see what he can do this year and push in to see if he can get into the Wallabies in that second or third hooker spot. So should be big. Um, you might not know Billy Pollard, another hooker. I'm here to talk about front rowers, but um, I mean, he's 21 year old uh, and he's last year with the third or fourth choice, but this year's probably pu- pushing for a bench spot. Um, so he's also just an absolutely exciting uh, young, talented hooker. Um, and yeah, I mean, he did find his way into a Wallabies debut off the bench for the last 15 minutes against uh, Argentina last year. So he also had a massive year and um, we're expecting big things again from him this year. Also played 80 minutes for Oz 8 in both games last year as well. So it shows how highly they rate him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Nels, do you want to uh, take, keep taking us through some more players? Yeah, another one you might know is Tom Hooper, the lock slash six. He's 199 centimetres, 122 kilos, played 12 games for the Brumbies last year. He has a massive work rate. This guy was making a tackle every four and a half minutes. Um, and making a run more than every 10 minutes at the, that size. Very mobile, you know, for a, for a locker that size. Really impressive young player. Seemed to come out of nowhere, but he's got lots of competition with Swain, Frost, Neville um, in the locks, Brown, Reimer, uh, Scott, Samu, Valentini in the back row. But I still think he's going to be getting some real good minutes there. Um, really exciting young player. And do, um, do we see him more as a six? I think we see him more as a six. I think, I think so, yeah, I, I, at least this year. Yeah, yeah massive, could easily be playing lock, but he's very mobile and, you know, suits that, you know, line-out dominance as a six for them as well. Uh, so it really just depends if they need to work him in because they've got good cover in the back row. For sure. And, Harry, do you want to take us through the two players that everyone might not know um, or, as I call them, Andy Muirhead's replacement? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, so Andy Muirhead's first replacement is Corey Tall. 
22-year-old outside back, he already has 46 sevens caps and 43 tries to his name in uh, the 21-22 seasons. He was selected as the Impact Player of the Year, the Rookie of the Year, and selected in the HSBC Dream Team for the World Sevens. And, of course, they won Australia, his team, the World Series in the 21-22 Series as well. So just an outrageous debut season for him, and he's now committed himself back to 15s and should get some game time uh, in the uh, wing or fullback spot. And, of course, he should be selected on haircut alone for those that have seen him as well. Beautiful, beautiful mullet there, which, better of than course, Kiwi short, it's sure to win many, many fans. Yeah, better Absolutely. than any of those Kiwi mullets you see running around. This is this is a quality mullet. It's the real deal. You know, there, there's chat that he could be one of the fastest, if not the fastest bloke in Super Rugby. There's some good sevens highlights of him doing the uh, – he looks like he's playing for America – in that he's, you know, standing in the middle of the field, burns two players outside of him to score a length of the field try. He's just that quick. The other one would be uh, Ben O'Donnell. And Ben O'Donnell's a little bit older, 27-year-olds, very, very accomplished Aussie Sevens player, played 19 tournaments. He's a former Sevens Player of the Year. And uh, he made a transition to playing for 15s for Connacht, playing seven games in 2021. That's obviously through the COVID period. And that's off the back of a knee injury the year before. So obviously maybe not at his at a, an absolute hundred percent for him. And he's uh very versatile. So he's he's an option across the entire back line. But you'd think again, if he is replacing Muir ahead, it'll be on the wing. Nice, absolutely. Cool. Nels, do you want to kick us on to the Rebels? Yeah, so there's three names that stand out here for players you should know. Trevor Hosea, you missed a lot of him last year through injury. Um, he turned up early in the season, apparently was, you know, overweight or not overweight, sorry, meeting standards, but that's not what they wanted out of him, not as good as they thought he could be. So they sent him out of training and he's come back fitter, angrier and ready to go. Monty Yuani, the 28-year-old, you'll know his uncle Digby, Digby Yuani. Um, he's also Pete Samu's cousin, lots of family uh, with real quality, and he's got 17 caps for Italy and you know he was a real loss to Australian rugby could have been you know capped for a wallaby I reckon if he stuck around exciting player to have back in Australia and his namesake Tamati Yuani 25 year old wrecking ball in every sense of the word this guy just bulldozes through absolutely everything broke onto the scene last year as a player that we could see massive potential really really physical but still very raw played 10 games in 2022 with five starts. But with Michael Wells leaving, it could mean he gets a bit more of a crack there. 184 centimetres and 119 kilos. But, I mean, that's a big boy. But he runs like he's carrying another 20, 30 kilos. He's someone I want to see with lots of game time and lots of ball in hand. Very excited about him. Um, All right, look, I'll jump on to uh, players you might know uh, and you should know if you have listened to this podcast enough because um, Harry specifically absolutely tore this player, Lucas Ripley, apart last year. (laughs) No, look, he really grew from it. I think it was the right thing. That's it. It was all character building. We just just lit the fire under him, you know what I mean? Absolutely. um, No, look, young 20... 20, Sorry, you go, Nils? Some of us had faith in him. (laughs) That's it. Um, He's a youngster. At 20, he's only 20 years old. Um, he's uh, played six games uh, for four tries last year. In fact, I think one of those games, he, he bagged three of those tries. Um, and he's absolutely comfortable and adept at outside centre or on the wing. Um, and he, look, I mean, he's 
He's certainly put on a, a bit more size on his frame, but he's an absolute speedster. And um, yeah, just showed signs that he is absolutely incredibly explosive um, and can be incredibly dangerous attacking weapons. So he's probably, I mean, we don't know with the centers at the Rebels, but he's, he could be one injury away from getting lots and lots of game time. But I think you really expect him, if he's not in the starting side, to be on the bench every week at least. Um, and yeah, who knows? Could be really big this year. Uh, Harry, do you want to take us through players you might not know? I do, and I, I just want to give quick credit to Nelson, who within seconds of seeing this player's name has already given him the uh, the nickname The Owl. So it's Zach oh, The Owl. Woo! Zach, the, <laughs> the poor nickname's The Owl Who. Zach The Owl Who Who. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be lost on everyone who's not looking at this in text. His name is Zach right. Who. So The Owl. Um, definitely not the Al Who, Nelson here blew it. Um, look, he was considered the best prospect in schoolboy rugby in Queensland in 2021 after three seasons leading Brisbane Boys College and was selected in the World 15 Schoolboy Team of the Year in 2020. He's a back rower. There's a little bit of depth at the club there growing in the back row, but just one of those players that as a young man coming through could absolutely rip it up if given an opportunity. Yep. Very exciting to see him. And I think it, Lucas Ripley also came down from Brisbane Boys College. So um, I think they played together a fair amount. But, um, yeah, cool. All right, well, let's push on. Let's get uh, let's get over to the Reds. So the Reds, um, players you should know. I'll kick us off. Um, Isaac Henry, uh, 23 years old uh, and just, I don't know, he looked explosive and in great shape in the trial against the Tars uh, in Narrabri over the weekend. Um, and look, he really could fill a big role for the Reds um, with centres, as we discussed in the preview, um, a bit of an unknown, you know, not quite locked in yet. Um, it's either himself or Josh Fluke likely to join Paisami in the midfield. So um, based on the way he was playing, he was playing in the 12 jersey um, and was really, you know, playing a bit of a facilitator role, but also really hard and direct running. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out uh, throughout the year. But he was kind of the forgotten man of 2022 because um, he ended up only playing about 26 minutes uh, for the Reds um, and suffered a, a foot, in- foot injury, which kind of ended his season. But um, the only last thing I'd say is he, he did come back quite strong in the um, provincial competition uh, and he played quite a bit of time at 10 for West. So um, certainly has that string to his bow, that playmaking kind of uh, Hamish Stewart-esque. But um Yep, and otherwise, players you should know, Kalani Thomas. Um, also, uh, the 20-year-old is, well, he's now the second-ranked scrum half um, behind Tate McDermott, and um, certainly a big year for him with Moses Sarabi moving on. There's three scrum halves. There's Tate himself and Spencer Jeans. Kalani Thomas, I think, is certainly much more in the mould of Tate McDermott, and um, you would say is more of his understudy. Spencer Jeans certainly a hard-working and enterprising um, halfback, but uh, Kalani Thomas is the one you put in your money Tony scored an absolute cracker of a try, throwing a dummy and scooting in from, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 out, you know, off a, off a line out and, and stepped a few blokes to score. He is absolutely electric, very much the Tate McDermott role. And you That's might it. know I'm going to go for the baby Thor, Zane Nongor. So he is the Queensland Reds tight head prop. 
the uh, baby Thor is obviously replacing the main Tomlin Thor as he's out for the year with his Achilles rupture. He set himself the goal of securing the starting position for the entire season. I think he's a pretty good chance of doing that, to be honest. He's a Southport school product, debuted in 2020, already played 13 games. He uh, had a short season last year because of an MCL injury, which I think probably made it a lot harder for him to establish himself in a year where we probably expected to see him really grow. But, uh, of course, the Reds have brought in Penny Ravi, the young buck at 32 years old, who's going to be pushing for game time as well. For sure. And I'll just say, Baby Thor looked uh, incredible in the trial. Uh, he had a few of those runs where, you know, you thought you were watching Taniel Tupo, to be honest. He was carrying two to three people on his back for another 10 metres. So it was awesome. And uh, I'm going to also throw out there Mac Greeley, who we've obviously seen for a couple of years, talked about him a few times now. I think he's 20 now, two full years in the program, uh, beefed up a little bit. I think he's always going to be uh, an injury away from game time, but he's one of those players that can absolutely carve teams up if he does get a run. And Tommy Liner looked very, very good in the trial against the Tars, 19 years old, obviously son of former Wallabies legend or former legend. Not former legend, former Wallaby, rather, Michael Liner. Uh, he uh, he looked very, very good, just controlled the team very well, kicked well. Um, the He played big minutes as well, so obviously uh, a real op- option as a backup to James O'Connor for this season. Nice one. And Nels, do you want to take us through who you might not know at the Reds? You might not know. This is Jason Sherman, the Shermanators pick. Keenan Taikapulu, 190 centimetres and at over 105 kilos. 20-year-old actually comes across from Kiwi uh, Kiwi land through the Australian schools and under-18s and now Reds Academies uh, and under-20 squads for Australia. He is an exciting young player. Apparently plays very similar to Seru Uru. So one to, to keep an eye out. And he's also got a brother running around, I'm pretty sure, for the Tars in the props. Beautiful. All right. Uh, now on to the team we're all here for, the Waratahs. Uh, Super Rugby Pacific winners 2023. Um, players you should know. Um, well, I mean, we've already talked about him a lot and we'll continue to throughout the year. Namani Nadolo, um, the big man, he's back, back in Waratahs colours. Mate, Love- so good he can score a try with his hand getting like no closer than 45 centimetres off the floor. Correct. He's the only one that can score like a touchdown just in midair, doesn't need it to actually go down. Um, but yeah, anyway, you should know enough about Nadolo. Just, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever bored, just go watch his highlights and it will like, give you a bit of a pick me up. Otherwise, Teleni, see um, the big man who we think is going to be playing at lock, but plays a lot at lock or back row. Although that's all the Waratahs locks slash back row is at the moment. Um, he's, you know, two meter, 2.2 meter, 2.02 meters tall, 109 kilos. And he's, he's looking in absolutely great shape at the moment. So I'm expecting him to play a massive role for the Tars. Um, and of course, you know, he played 44 games for the Chiefs uh, in 2016 to 19. So very, very experienced player and is going to be big. Uh, and otherwise, players you should know, Lange Gleeson and Will Harris. So some more back rowers, uh, both will be competing for number eight. Um, Gleeson particularly had an absolutely miracle year, making him into the Wallabies. Um, it's going to be some, you know, they're only going to get push each other to be better. Uh, and they're both looking to try and make the Wallabies this year. And Will Harris, of course, making Valentini look small this year. Yeah, beef left from <laughs> one eight to one hundred and seventeen kilos. Oof, yeah. Um, yeah. I know Max Jorgensen absolutely lit up that second trial for for the Tars. Uh, his work around the field, he has been really really exciting. His dad was an NRL <laughs> slash Wallabies player, did both, 
Um, and apparently the rugby league was looking for this guy and, and fighting to get him on the books, but he signed to stick with the Tars, which is awesome to see. Um, he played junior Wallabies uh, while he was still in year 12, went to the, uh, the Australia A squad um, across to Japan, even while he was still at school. So that's, that's a pretty special thing. Uh, I spent three years in the Waratahs Academy as well. Seriously one to watch out for. I'm not saying he's going to be getting lots of minutes, but, you know, it's not going to take much for this guy to get thrown in as an 18-year-old in Super Rugby to see how he goes. He's an exciting young player. Yeah, and uh, Masesi Tupolodu, we've already touched on him. He's just a huge this year. Looks exactly like uh, Parisi when you first see him run. He's the outside centre for Eastern Suburbs. He was injured over the last couple of years. I think he had an ACL injury and a couple of quad tears. So he has had a bit of a uh, delayed start. But, of course, his brother is Sidioni Tupolodu, who is killing it for Scotland anywhere in the back line really at the moment. But he's a couple of centimetres taller, I think, and he's looking a lot bulkier as well. So... Good skills, good footwork, uh, quick acceleration, actually a real, real talent. And if you get some game time, if there's an injury in the centres, who knows how good he could be this year. Yeah. In the, which, uh, which is awesome. I was going to say, it's awesome as well, because then if we get an injury to Fichetti or Parisi, we're still good. We're still sorted. We've got depth. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you might not know, we've got Jackie Bowen. Jack, 18-year-old only, son of former Wallaby Scott Bowen, already played three years in the New South Wales system in the Waratahs Academy. He was picked up in 2022 by Nathan Gray's Aussie under-20s team, and he featured in all three matches for Australia. He's an exciting fly half who's been steering the Eastern Suburbs team around, first-grade team, I think, around in uh, in the shoot shield already. Um, and uh, it's just his first year out of school doing that, so it's pretty impressive for anyone to come straight into first grade given the uh, the physicality of the competition. And uh, he also plays with uh, Mazesi Tupolotu in that team there as well, so a little bit of cohesion if it comes to it for them to put them in together. Yep, and otherwise we've got Ben Dowling, um, another young prodigy from Joey's, um, and he spent some time in the Waratahs Academy, um, and he plays for Randwick, so... He had a bit of a breakout year in the Australian Sevens program um, and he featured in six of the eight tournaments in 2021 slash 22 um, and helped, you know, help them secure their first ever season series win last year. So um, he's pretty big. Um, and he also played uh, at the Commonwealth Games, played Sevens at the Com Games alongside Mark Nwanganita Wase. So, um, yeah, another youngster. We've got two youngsters with uh, big raps. Um, in and around the squad who come through the academy, which is good, you know, seeing getting them in and getting them through. So that's really good to see. Now, uh, let's kick on to the Western Force. Let's head out west. And um, Nels, do you want to take us through players you should know for 23 yeah. um, for the Western Force? Look, you should know these two guys pretty well uh, over the last couple of years. Ollie Callan, uh, I think he's set for a real breakout year and, and going to leapfrog Kane Kateka, who's his main competition. 22-year-old uh, product from Western Australia, which is great. Uh, really, really solid over the ball. He featured for Australia A in that Japanese series as well. Really, really exciting player. Jeremy Williams is the other, 195 centimetres tall at 21 years old. Uh, he was at the Waratahs, have 17 Super Rugby appearances. Not a lot of those were starts, uh, but made his debut in 2021 against the Reds. Promising young lock. There's quite a few coming through in Australia, but junior Wallabies in 2019, Australian schools and Australian 18s, uh, under-18s in 2018. And he's going to be fighting Ryan McCauley, another very tall timber 
Um, and Isaac Rod are clearly going to be the men locked in for the locks for them. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, only 17 games. Remember, he tore his hammy off the bone last year early in the season. So he was yep. playing pretty much every game up to that point, and I think really making a name for himself. So he's a, he's a very impressive young lock. In the uh, you might knows, it depends if you watch Bunnings NPC, I'm going to go Jackson Pugh, 23-year-old, lock number eight, probably play a little bit of six as well. He's only played six games for the fourth so far, but he's already established himself as Auckland's first choice number eight in the NPC. He played, I think, every game bar one last year. Scored some impressive tries and he's got himself into top physical shape through a, through a big, big MPC campaign for him. With uh, Brynard Stander dis- departing, I think Pugh will be fighting against Tim Anstey and Michael Wells for both the six and the eight jersey. So the off- the utility that he has, I think, means that he's a very good chance of being in the 23 and potentially into the starting side. He's a very exciting player. For sure. And he's he's just gotten bigger and bigger as well. So he's he's a really big frame that the force will want to be have on the field as much as possible. Don't, don't forget he was playing number eight and Akira Yuani was playing six for Auckland a fair bit. So that's that's not bad. Look. And he scored some impressive tries. Like in the NPC semi-final, uh, they were getting smashed by the Lions and he brought it back, scored a try under the post, kind of brought them back into the game. So yeah, it was was huge. Um how good. Uh, all right, play, players you might not know for the force. Um Sam Spink. The 23-year-old uh, Englishman, um, he's a dynamic ball-carrying centre, has 26 caps for Wasps. Um, he played, uh, represented England, the under-18s and under-20s um, level. So he uh, is, you know, again, that's what we said in our preview. The biggest question for the Western Force was, what are they doing in the centres? Um, with Carl Godwin and I forget who else um, departing, uh, we had, frankly, no idea. And also with Rishjan Pasatoa out, we had no idea kind of how that's all going to play out. Um, but he could be the answer. And he started there in the 12 jersey, uh, I think it was the 12 jersey, um, in the trial over the weekend. So um, could be just what they need and therefore, you know, could play a lot of game time this year. Um, so it could be big. And then Rupeni Mataeli. Uh, the younger Mataeli brother has joined his brother over at the force. And, I mean, Look, if you're Simon Cron, new coach, I mean, how do you resist the urge to not just start both Marta Ellis on each wing? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I know I couldn't do it. I'm only human. But um, Rupeni, he's a youngster. I, I think I, don't, I think he might have just turned 19, um, promoted to the full squad after being in the development squad last year. And, I mean, he is massive. You know, I, I was even just watching his first 15 highlights in tw- for 2021 on YouTube. And his thighs, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's already, he was bigger than his older brother, in high school. So um, huge. I want to see him and I want to see both Marta Elias on the wing at some stage this year. Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> now, speaking of exciting Fijians, let's move on to the Fijian Ndrua. Um, Harry or Nels, who wants to take us through players you should know? I will. We've got uh, oh, Harry's got his hand up. Harry, you go for it. I'm pointing to you, man. I want, I want you to get stuck in. Uh, he's a, a prop, at actually 29, so he's not very new. Um, but we're still he's new to Super Rugby. Man. He's new to Super Rugby. Yeah, he's, he's hot shit. That's all that. I think we said the point was the the whole of the Drua team still pretty new. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of yeah. new hot shit, but we're talking about new players. So he, he's got some experience with uh, Breve, uh, 24 caps for them before going across to the Dragons, playing at eight caps since 2021. Has four caps for Fiji, but he's, he's an exciting player. We actually think he's quite quality. So he's, he's a good person for them. 
uh, to, to fill their squad and, and hopefully has a, a good season. I'll jump on to a, another prop on you might know, and that's a Mossy, a name you're going to recognise, Takiri. Now, this is a guy that, you know, apparently Australian rugby is quite disappointed to lose. Um, he's a loose head prop from the Rebels, uh, 22 years old, Fijian under 20s uh, for 2018-2019, although he's, you know, very much an Aussie, but he is a very, very big man. So exciting one to watch for for this season moving forward. Um, definitely one, you know, that could wreak some havoc ball in hand if he gets the chance and is is up to the task and fit. Yeah, and I'm going to go uh, Kiriani Stalawa Jr., the 21-year-old open side flanker. We talked about him last year. We talked about him in the uh, Andrua podcast. I think the preview, I think we he uh, he could end up as the first choice seven. He's that good. Lots of wraps on him from the entire coaching staff, has been all the way through. Um, he was in the extended squad for the Fijian Sevens Olympic back in 2020. He's obviously one of the uh, key images we have on our hot shit smokies to watch up on YouTube and I'm sure across social media as well. So get on there and check him out. Make sure you know his face because I'm sure you're going to be seeing lots of him this year. But uh, his father as well, from good lineage, he was the Fijian flanker in uh, the 2003 Rugby World Cup. I'm going to go one more you might not know. Uh, Iasefpo Massi, he's the centre and outside centre who I talked about in the preview pod as well, now 24, but new to the team, uh, won the 2020 Summer Olympic Gold, Rugby World Cup 7s in 22 in South Africa and Cape Town as well. He did sign for the NRL and the Cowboys, but never got a run because they're clueless about what to do with amazing talent. Um, and he's also contracted the seven side now. So really, I think for him, it's if there's an injury, they might push him through. But uh, he could play probably anywhere across the back line. And it just comes down to what the balance is between the 15s and sevens for him. Um, so yeah, watch this space, I guess. Yeah, for sure. He was pretty exciting. And look, another sevens player, Elia Kanakavita. I'm sure I butchered that name. Uh, I missed the TH sound there, did I? Nice. Um, so he's, a, he's a back rower from the sevens, 26 years old. Um, he's been with the Fiji sevens since 2021, silver medal in the Com Games team and uh, was part of the 2022 um, Rugby World Cup winning team. Um, he, yeah, I mean, like every Fijian sevens player, absolutely exciting. Um, and really, and will fit in into a lot of positions in the fifteen man game, but um, I don't know how much we'll see him feature. But um, and then there's a lot of competition for the back row positions there. But he could he could be potentially be big. Yeah, let's push on to Moana Pacifica Nelson. Who should we know? The one we've gone for you should know is Lincoln McClutchy, twenty three years old. Uh, Guided the Magpies to a win in, uh, in the NPC in 2020. Lots of raps coming out uh, about him coming into you know the last season or two. Um, top of the table for 2021, the Magpies, before losing in the final. So they had a couple really solid years. And he was very much the leader and the guidance in that back line, which was a, a brilliant, you know, very threatening back line. They also hold held the Ranaferry Shield uh, after nine straight defences, which is, is amazing. Um, he knows how to guide a team. That's what we're talking about there. And, and with some experience around him, with some of the players he has cohesion with, Arianari, those sorts of players, if we see him on the paddock uh, with some familiar faces, he could he could go a long way too. 
yeah, he was a player I was super excited to see last year, but um, really did not get as much game time as I expected him to. And I think we said in our preview, Christian Liliofano isn't quite ready to hang up the boots and kind of <laughs> transition that over. He wants to, he wants to play. So um, yeah. we'll see, and we'll see if that evolves and McClutchy gets more game time this year. But incredibly exciting to watch. Um, Almost as exciting as uh, front rowers. Uh, so that'll take me to someone you might know, uh, Abraham Pollett. Um, he's, a, he's a young prop, young buck, 22, uh, or he might be turning 23 now. I'm not sure. But, I love um, that Wikipedia doesn't know how old he is. I looked at Ultimate Rugby. They've got him down as being born in 1970. So maybe not that young. The man, the mystery, <laughs> the legend, Abraham Pollett. Uh, you know what I mean? Um now, look, he was fantastic, to be fair. And he started um, he started off Super Rugby Pacific 2022 as part of the Crusaders squad. Um, and he played actually played a game uh, or, or two games for them. And then uh, Moana Pacifica being absolutely ravaged by a few injuries and COVID and everything, he got loaned over to them for the rest of the season. And um, he absolutely took off. So played quite a lot of minutes. But in this year, 23, he's been um, made a full squad member. And I think we'll see quite a lot of him. I think he'll be perhaps one of the, the starting props there in loose head um, throughout the season. So, um, yeah, he was really good and he's only going to get better with more game time. Uh, and then you might not know. Nels, do you want to take us through? You might not know. Uh, Miracle Fire Lungi, uh, 23-year-old loose forward, played sevens for Samoa. He's two metres tall and 103 kilos. So that's a very big man running around with the fitness of a sevens player. So definitely one to watch, we think, this season if he gets the crack. Um, he's the only new man coming into this team as far as uh, we know at, at this point. But, uh, yeah, covers lock, covers flanker um, at that size with that mobility. He could be a, a match made in heaven for any mo- uh, any manager for fantasy footy that wants to take a crack on it. Uh, quality puns. Let's push on to the New Zealand side. So I guess, first of all, from an All Blacks resting perspective, they also have the rule of no more than five consecutive Super Rugby games, but that includes the playoffs. So wait for the just host of uh, players being rested in the final couple of games. Um, that's also, you know, the big difference is Australia have their tiers of different teams, New Zealand of, uh, of representatives, sorry. New Zealand doesn't. It sounds like they're all under this same rule. And also, not only do they have to miss a game, but a game counts as every time you play one minute in a match. So you could be sat on the bench for 79 minutes and then come on for the last minute, and that counts as a cap for your five consecutive games. So maybe not the same flexibility the Australians have, and uh, hopefully for the uh, Aussie fans' sake, it wreaks a bit more havoc. That hopefully works for us. I love that for us, but not for us from a fantasy perspective. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, all right, well, let's jump into the Blues. Uh, look, I'll, t- I'll kick us off. Players you should know. Um, there's not that many new players to the Blues, but players you should know are the youngsters all competing for back row. Now, all three of these players got capped last year and featured in a couple of games, um, some more than others. But uh, we have young Anton Segner, Cameron Suafoa, and Tane Plumtree. Uh, Plumtree particularly had a couple of massive games. I think, did he score a hat-trick in one of them or was it just two tries? Uh, really impressive tries down on the wing. He absolutely made a mark for himself. And um, I think it was after there was a few injuries. I know Akira was out. I forget who else was out. And he, uh, he was almost playing in such good form, it was hard to drop him. So mm. um, you should know these three impressive youngsters and they will be battling it out um, to su- play a supporting role because, of course, we've got... Dolan Papali, Hoskins Atutu, and Akira. And then there's three waiting, three gun players waiting in the wings. Um, 
All right, players, I'll kick on with players you might know. Uh, we've got Josh Pusitua. Uh, um, don't know why I struggle with that. Uh, nice. Uh, he's a he's a really promising young prop. Um, and look, you should know him because he did uh, actually join the Blues as an injury replacement last year and did actually play a game. Um, he made his debut against Moana Pacifica. Um, but look, he's he's very exciting. He's um, yeah, he's one point eight three meters, one hundred and eighteen kegs. But um, yeah, he has you know kind of come through the Auckland Grammar system and the Blues development program. And um, yeah, certainly uh, a bit of a unit and someone they're molding to, you know, be the next generation of props after all of their All Blacks props. So there you go. Yeah, players you might know, we've got Rob Rush, uh, the Northland blindside flanker, um, son of a former All Black and Sevens legend, Eric Rush. I think we talked uh, about him uh, on the preview pod for them as well. Uh, he has joined the squad for the first time. Um, an exciting player for them. He he went to St. Uh, Kennegan's College. Saint is that right? Saint Kent. Saint Kent's. Saint Kent's. Yeah, uh, college in Auckland. Um, but yeah, he, he's a really exciting player out of the Blues region. Um, really exciting one to watch moving forward. There's also Caleb Tangatau. Tangatau joins from the All Black Sevens. Uh, he played for them in 2022, won a bronze medal at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games uh, and a, set, a silver medal for the Sevens Rugby World Cup last year as well. So uh, a player with that Sevens experience. So many Kiwis coming across from Sevens and, and making that successful transition. That's it. Well, it's after that World Cup and time for the, to be part of the 15-man uh, game, isn't it? But um well, yep. Harry, uh, if you want joining us on YouTube again, and if you're not, please do get on there, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, but uh, Harry's background picture, I'm going to let him take this away. We're going to look at the Chiefs. Who should you know at the Chiefs, Harry? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going to get rid of the screen share just for a second so you can enjoy the background as well because it's it's well made. Uh, I'm going to talk about one man and one man only. That is the man that his last name is so long, it'll take the whole four minutes I have to talk about him, Solomon Alamalo. Uh, yeah, no, it goes on, it goes on, but you can you can work it out from there. Look, he's uh, there was a quote from uh, Clayton McMillan talking about him, which we've got up on uh, YouTube at the moment. He said he's comfortable to be back in this environment. He's happy to be back in Hamilton around some familiar people, and we're putting putting no real expectations on him. We might be, side note, but that's that's okay. We want him to come that's here as a replacement player, take his time, and we will make some assessment down the line. We want him to come here as a replacement player twice, he said this. Take his time and uh, and we'll see where he goes. So the, uh, apparently there's a few little niggles to get through, but uh, just an awesome, awesome talented player who has obviously brought us so much excitement, so much joy in the highlights reels and super rugby before. Um, obviously had some real troubles with his mental health, but uh, just an absolute talent, and I really hope we do get to see him. I'm excited enough to uh, have him as my background, and he gets his own, own whole slide here. He's our top smoky of 2023. Technically not in the squad, but we all know he's getting the run. Come on. That that just makes him even more of a smoky, doesn't he? He's not even in the squad. Yeah, it's it's definitely well, the ultimate smoky. The yeah, ultimate. Yeah. Um, other players that you might know, we've got John Ryan. He's come across from Munster in Ireland. Uh, the the prop. He's a thirty four year old, so lots and lots of experience. Two hundred and one games. Uh, for uh, Munster, so that's pretty brilliant. Uh, played Barbarians in 2022, 24 caps for Ireland, and we're saying replacement 
for Ta'avau, who is going to miss the season with injury. Yep. Uh, other players that you might know, we've got Cortez Ratima. Um, Stephen Donald, who's you know known for some bold predictions, um, he said uh, Chiefs breakthrough prospect for 2023 to usurp last year's breakthrough prospect, Xavier Rowe. So they're uh, not short on breakthrough scrum halves, but... Um, no, I mean in the to- in the sh- short small amount of time we have seen Cortez play take the field for the Chiefs, he has been absolutely electric. So um, sh- very intense battle there in the Chiefs to uh, play a supporting role to All Black Brad Weber, and um, you know it's only to make him better as well. So could be big. And uh, you might also know Rivez Raihana, player that we talked about last year, definitely featured in the new hot shit. Um, probably in the you might not know he's moved up, he's graduated to you might know this year. Um, 22 years old, another 10-15 option. I think we saw him play both for the Chiefs or feature playing both for the Chiefs last year. Um, he's, yeah, very, very exciting. He's He played for North, uh, played full games for Northland in the NPC this year. And, um, and yeah, I'm sure we said this last year, but he played uh, first 15 footy in New Zealand from year nine. So played, played a good four years of that. That's uh, an impressive feat, but um, yeah, he's certainly one to keep an eye out for. If he uh, if he's he's probably going to feature on the bench sometimes, but will be big. Yeah, the real problem for him is D Max come back, and we all know he played in the first fifteen from year seven, so uh, <laughs> he's just drummed him again. I thought it was from birth, to be honest, but um, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. It I didn't want to exaggerate. Uh, look, boys, you might not know. I've got two here. I've got Peniasi Malimali, the 26-year-old Fijian winger, had an absolute standout year for Counties Manukau in the Bunnings NPC. Scored five tries in nine games, but just lit it up and showed the athletic freak that he is. And being compared to uh, Vanaya, the boss man, Humbossi, just shows the uh, the raps that are on him. So if he can be half that good, he's going to be very enjoyable to watch. The other one I've got is uh, Taranaki prop, Jared Prophet. He's joined the Chiefs in his first full-time contract off the debut season through the Hurricanes, where I think he was a uh, an injury replacement for them in 2022. Uh, and worth highlighting him particularly because he was awarded the Yarrows Taranaki Bulls Forward of the Year for his efforts during the Bunnings MPC season. So that's uh, an absolute huge wrap for a young prop and probably uh, speaks to the future that he might have in the game. Absolutely. Rewarded for his hard work. Uh, with Super Rugby contract. All right, and now to the meet, the meet, what we've all been waiting for, the Crusaders. Um, we can't talk about the whole squad, boys. We can't. We, 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 we can't we, talk about the whole squad, but we could just talk for the rest of the podcast about uh, this player right now, and it is none other than a player you should know, Milani Nanai, settle down, boys. Uh, I'm excited, 29 years old. I mean, I don't know what I'd be more excited by, Milani Nanai or Solomon Alamalo coming back and playing full games. They're both, but they're, I, I don't know if I could name any more players I'd be more excited about, to be honest. Um, Nanai, he's only 29. I feel like he's been around forever. Um, I mean, he's he has played 64 caps for the Blues uh, and we got so much enjoyment out of those 64 caps. He's 1, 1.94 metres tall, 102 kilos, pace to burn, can finish like no other. And as I said earlier, knows where the cameras are. Um, he's going to be huge. So he's just come back from three years at the Worcester Warriors. Uh, and I'm hoping, I was just thinking about it earlier today, I'm hoping he will feature for Samoa at the Rugby World Cup this year, you know? So um, we'll see. And what better place to go to, you know, freshen up your game than the Crusaders Academy? Surely all those All Blacks need a rest. 
get get Nanai on. If that if that Twitter tag doesn't get t- taken again, I'm taking it. Let's get him on. Um, we're stoked to see him back. Solid substitute for George Bridge. <laughs> That's it. Um, and look, I'll, I'll go with one more play then because um, I'm also excited about him. Not as excited, but almost as excited. Uh, Christian Leo Willie, you might know. Um, he's a dynamic kind of number six or number eight. Um, I, w- I was extremely excited about him last year and he's been brought up to the Crusaders from the Highlanders to fill the shoes of the one and only Pablo Matera. Um, big shoes to fill. But he he's an absolute unit. I think we talked about in the preview, 187 centimetres, 109 kilos. Definitely has the frame and physicality to um, to, step, to replace Matera. Um, and I think, yeah, he'll be well, battling to kind of see if he can fill one of those six or eight roles when uh, the likes of Blackadder or Cullen Grace um, need to have rests or get injured or anything like that. So we could see him feature quite a lot. Uh, and I think we talked about him last year. He's, um, I think he's in his fifth, he's, he's in his fifth or sixth year of uh, dentistry school at the University of Otago. And um, rumor has it he has been doing that just so that he can replace all of the teeth uh, that he knocks out in his opposition um, the following week. You know what I mean? So what a good bloke. He's uh, he's there lovely, for the boys. Lovely work. Really thoughtful. Um, the another name here we've got is George Bell. Uh, I mean, I, I've got a highlight of him. I'm pretty sure it was him smashing his brother. Uh, was it the MPC? I'm not sure the the minor 10 or Bunnings or, or Super Rugby. It couldn't have been Super Rugby. 21-year-old hooker played his first game for the Crusaders last year, obviously stuck behind the likes of Cody Taylor, Brody McAllister for game time, who are both very experienced, good quality hookers. But if he gets a run, he is quite dynamic. He's quite physical, ball in hand and off the ball as well. So he could be an exciting one to watch. You know, if there's an injury that kind of thrusts him in into that position there, um, or even rest weeks for for Cody Taylor and that sort of thing, if he if he needs them, which he will. Um, and players you might not know, we've got Maka Springer. This guy is a freak in the waiting. Uh, he covers wing mainly, but 19 year old spent 2022 uh, in the development squad for the Crusaders, um, and they thought he was good enough that they signed him for a three year deal. He was the starting winger for the Tasman Mako squad and scored eight tries from his nine appearances and is a very dynamic ball-in-hand runner. Really exciting to watch in some space. So if he gets a run in this back line, I mean, anyone will look good, but he has the talent to to push on, I reckon. Yeah, I've got two more to finish on the uh, Crusaders fanboying. First of all, I'm going to name the guy that's been, uh, his name's been plastered everywhere, 19-year-old Taha Kamara. Uh, he's he was the understudy to DMAC at Waikato, and he's now the understudy to Richie Marta Crusaders. So he's got some very, very good uh, mentors there. He was headhunted by Razor Robertson to be the long-term heir to Richie Mawonga. Cop that, Fergus Burke, is all I have to say, because I think that's pretty tough. But maybe that's Unlucky. surprised. Unlucky. us is as uh, Kagi likes to say. He was a Hamilton Boys High School product. He played first 15 for three years, winning three consecutive Super 8 titles, 2019 to 21. And then he models himself, he says, over after Richie McCaw. Loves to... Uh, Attack the line and uh, and take every opportunity to always be attacking and scoring points as well. Um, exciting, exciting player who uh, I know the Chiefs would be absolutely gutted to lose. The last one I've got is the halfback, young halfback, Noah Hotham. I just couldn't leave him out. So uh, sorry that we've absolutely spammed Crusader players here. But he played with Kamara at Hamilton Boys High School. First 15, he was there for a couple of years in that team. His dad has coached that team forever. So uh I've obviously awesome. has 
coach in his ear constantly. He talked about being a leader in his last year of school and getting to see kind, kind of behind the curtain, his dad starting to talk to him about what's going wrong with the team, how they can change it. So getting some insights into the backroom play there, which is pretty exciting. And he was already established as Tasman's first choice halfback after being unwanted by Otago, who, of course, have the uh, their couple of Chiefs backup halfbacks there as well. So uh, 2022, exceptional year for him, for the Baby Blacks. They cleaned up in the uh, Oceania Pacific spanking Fiji, Argentina and Australia. And New Zealand Rugby Players Association named him their Young Player of the Year in 2022. So just the awards keep coming for uh, Hotham and Kamara. Sounds like standard Crusaders Academy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, anyone in the academy. Yeah, we've, we've picked a few. How, how does how does other rugby teams not have an inside man in that Crusaders institution yet? You know what I mean? Like, surely you get. I think it's just hard to pull them away, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a full time role, just trying to take any of their players. Like, I don't need to see a quality. We'll sign you. That's basically it. That's the it. Highlanders boys. Highlanders. Who should we know, Kagi? Come on. We should know uh, Villamoni Kloroy. Um, look, 24 years old, still a youngster and a player we frankly expected to see a lot more of the last two years. Um, he can cover most of the back line. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he's played a little bit of 10 for them. He's played a bit of everything, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, look, he I mean, he's was an absolute weapon of a sevens player, has come across to both the Highlanders and Otago. And yeah, I mean, frankly, I don't know, like we, I mean, I was expecting some type of like Jonah Narecki-esque um, play out of him. Um, I don't know if I was expecting or hoping for too much, but I think he's got heaps of potential um, and they just haven't, we just haven't seen it yet. So uh, watch this space, I suppose. And um, I'll let Nels talk about uh, a number seven, Sean Withy, Nels. Yeah, Sean Withy, 191 centimetres, uh, a player you might know. Um, he's just turned 23, but in 2021, for the under-20 Super Rugby tournament, he was the player of the tournament. Showed enormous potential um, and had some real good experience building in through that uh, that year with a, a championship-winning Crusaders. Uh, 2022, his NPC season was with Otago. Um, he had, you know, the, the likes of Captain... Billy Harmon, uh, James Lenches, and other people around him there. So lots of experience. Um, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's got in this squad, so he's not likely to, to start with with that competition regularly. But if he gets a run again, he, he's got some real good quality about him. Um, just needs one injury probably to break into that side. Yeah, and then you might not know as I got three. First of all, Jack Taylor, we talked about that try in the Farmland Cup, the 19-year-old hooker just making a statement. So, you know, with the Dane Coles announcing his retirement at the end of the year, maybe Jack Taylor can be the next man to fill the void. I don't think his teammates knew he was that quick, mind you, whereas Dane Coles, I think everyone knew it. So hopefully there's more of that to come, but definitely promising player there. I'm also going to highlight... Sorry? I don't reckon he's grubby enough to take that mantle. Yeah, look, Dan Coles only became a grub when he started to get old. He was an exceptional looker for so many years. So I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that Dan Coles because what a okay. weapon he was. Cam Miller, um, one of the players that we've got in our youngsters, the uh, up and coming highlighted players on uh, YouTube here. He was the, the last years or under twenties. New Zealand fly half last year, and he also plays for Otago in the MPC. He played so well that they moved Josh Shawane out of the fly half role and made him play both inside centre or fullback as he owned the number 10 jersey through the back half of that season. 
Um, he also started in the first half of the Farmland Cup. There's no doubt that there are big, big raps on him. Some ex-players already naming him as one of the players they believe should be in the All Blacks team on the back of the World Cup year when uh, when the established fly halves do leave. So, so much promise there. And I've got one more man here, and that is on YouTube. You'll see him in big letters, Martin Bogato, the Argentinian wing and fullback. He is 191 centimetres tall, 97 kilos. He's great in the air. He's already played for Argentina's second side, toured with the national side only as a young man, and he played uh, a few games for Bayonne in his debut year of professional rugby in uh in the Northern Hemisphere last year. So big raps on him. Just a huge point of difference, I think, for them as well. So I'm hoping we get to see a lot of him. And uh, I like putting his name up in lights because hopefully we'll all know who we're looking for when he is jumping over the top of everyone but Nwanga Nidawasi. <laughs> I'd love to see Nareki and him on the wings. That'd be awesome. But um, yeah, certainly one to watch. All right. Uh, the Hurricanes. Um, you should know. Brett Cameron. Another man who uh, takes part, just like Fergus Burke, in the gets developed for years through the Crusaders squad as the backup, and then um, gets usurped by. I think for him it was Richie Moanga came through, took his took the mantle. So um, he is a one test uh, cap All Black. Um, he took the field against Japan in Tokyo back in 2018, if you can remember back then. And after what afterwards, he kind of saw the writing on the wall with Richie Mo, and um, so he took off and has been playing at the Kaimashi Sea Waves over in Japan. Um, and it's funny, all this, and he's only 25. <laughs> so um, he's still obviously very young um, and he's come back. He's seen an opportunity at the Hurricanes, wants to be back in and part of New Zealand rugby. And, uh, yeah, look, I think he's he'll be really fighting for that jersey. He's different style of play to um, Aidan Morgan, who's, who's there and I guess Aidan Morgan's only about 20 years old, but you would kind of say the incumbent, I suppose. Um so Brett Cameron's a much more measured, um, I guess, set piece, you know, uh, kick for the corners type of 10. Um, but, yeah, we'll see that battle unfold. Uh, it will be exciting. And otherwise, one more player you should know, Kini Naholo, 23 years old now and hopes that the third time is the charm after being at the Chiefs in 2021, the Crusaders in 2022, and now the Hurricanes in 23. He's always had quite a lot of competition to try and, you know, get one of those wing slots, but... Sure, if he can just remain niggle-free, get some serious minutes and some training uh, under him, you know, hopefully we can see him really light up the competition. We're all incredibly exciting, excited to see him. He's just competing with uh, Salisi Rasi and Julian Sevilla. So, um, you know, but if they manage them at all, could be big. Yeah, I mean, Houston's gone as well, so there's space there for him. The player you might know, Peter Lackey. The Harry, Harry's saying from the Peter Lackey podcast. Is that right, Harry? Well, that's right, mate. We did we did hint at the fact that we we're going to call this the Peter Lackey podcast, but we thought that we didn't we didn't want to confuse the fans. But it may as well be, mate. The bloke is probably going to be the breakout player from this entire list. Let's be honest. A, I think he was the top tackler in the MPC, and he was the third highest runs in the MPC as well. Yeah, there's lots of pressure being put on him, saying he's the next Ardi Savia, um, or the next next Ardi Savia. There's a couple around, but next Peter Vita. Yeah, okay, well, the next Victor Vito. So lots of big names getting thrown out there. Okay, P- Victor Vito-esque, uh, Adi Savio-esque. So he's a, a pretty exciting player, only 19 years old. Um, he's got a bit of work to do to break into this side. Uh, lots of competition with TK Howden, Tyler Lobsha, 
Braden Eosi uh, as well, who had a, a massive breakout year a couple of years ago. Uh, another guy from the Hurricanes, not the Hurricanes, from the Wellington squad in the Bunnings Cup is Riley Higgins. He's a 20-year-old centre um, who he has now got one cap for the Hurricanes, played New Zealand under 20s in 2021 and had a blinder in the semi-final for the NPC, the, the Bunnings Cup, against Auckland last year as well. And he was the starting centre through the whole season, right, when they won the comp this, this last season, yeah? I was about to say, yeah, Wellington won the comp and he started throughout the whole thing. But that that semi-final, like, he was massive. They absolutely smashed Auckland in the semis. I think he bagged himself a try, set up another one, was just making huge metres again and again against some quality Blues centres. So um, big year for him. Impressive yeah. stuff. And the, uh, you might not know, we're going to go with Dan Sinkinson. So he's another young winger, 22 years old, made a good impression in the MPC last season. He used to be a winger, uh, sorry, a flanker rather in high school and then converted over to the wing when he realised he was lightning. Um, he had an outstanding season with the Mulus, the Waikato, playing alongside Anton Leonard Brown and D-Mac. So some handy, uh, some handy supporters around there for Sinkinson to learn off. And, um, he had particularly a, an amazing game against Auckland where he scored once and uh, Manawatu where he scored a uh, brace as well. And I think he scored a hat trick around Southland as well. Yep. As he said, it's pretty easy when you get lots of time and space when DL, uh, when Mac and ALB are giving you the ball. So, uh, but yeah, certainly one to watch and as they develop him. Beautiful. All right. Well, that takes us through all of the teams and the hot shit. Um, I'm glad that I didn't talk about Peter Lackey because we'd still be talking about him now. Um, this is the Peter Lackey podcast, just in case you didn't know, and um, I can't wait to see him play. But uh, let's get on to dessert. Deserto. We're going to look at some coaching changes for the Super Rugby Pacific teams in 2023. Harry's just getting to the slide now. Um, I guess let's look at the Aussie conference first. Uh, Nels, do you want to take us through the coaches? I mean, there's one that's exciting, everyone, in terms of change, and that's Larkham coming in as the returning but new Brumbies uh, coach after leaving a couple of years back. I mean, if he can direct this back line and this side around like he, he did on the footy field as a fly half, you know, there's some exciting times coming for the Brumbies. So really exciting guy there. We've got the Rebels uh, with Kevin Foote. Uh, Nick Styles. is he his assistant or what's he doing there, Harry? He's the general manager of rugby, but he's been there since 2021. I think there's some confusion over that one. He's uh, he's basically helping. He, he's the bloke that's talking up all their cohesion tactics for the Rebels yeah. to come good, and it seemed to have worked against the Brumbies, yeah. I must say, in the trial. I mean, that's that's a big thing that if, if he's the instigator of that with Kevin Foote as well, I mean, that they sent their players across into the Queensland comp and that, that's some very big things coming out of those two He's guys. got the, the, the red phone at his office, the direct line to Ben Darwin. Yeah, and, and uh, Brad Thorne with his 1,000th year involved in rugby and his sixth year as a, a coach for the Reds. I think he's now the longest serving or is he the second longest serving? He's right up there yeah, uh, for the Reds. So pretty, pretty brilliant. But uh, Phil Blake has been signed as their defence coach. He's an exciting one uh, to, to come in for them. Uh, and Mick Heenan, who has had 13 years at UQ, University of Queensland, with six 
hospital that's the queensland hospital cup premierships so it's pretty exciting they've also got jim mckay in his fifth year as the attacking coach yeah no changes over at the tars with darren coleman uh classic waratahs you know second years where you win your premiership so congratulations to darren coleman on his 2023 season i'll say now uh western <laughs> force as well they've got a new coach in simon cron obviously could well have been the uh tars coach if things played out a little differently but already saying you know he doesn't believe in rebuilding years it's just what losers say i might be paraphrasing but that's the gist of it so i love that he's aiming high that's the case course, if, that, if that's the case then surely we see two martellis on each wing you know what i mean come on crony let's do 100%, it 100 mate 100 and and i was thinking before when you're talking about kenny naholo he's surely turning up at the western force next year but anyway <laughs> let's 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 jump too far down that rabbit hole point being he is setting the standards very high and the expectations high as they try and really make a name for themselves in this year's season and uh look they're the most un you know they're the most disturbed side in turnover turnover of players that's so going to be a big effort from him Fijian and right. Bula still have Mick Byrne running the reins steering the ship there and Moana Pacifica Aaron Major continues to uh to lead the team over uh in Auckland as well and I think we talked about pretty similarly with both those teams you know last year obviously first year in the competition it was just trying to get as many players on the paddock and get them up to standard what it's like being in a professional super rugby team and environment. But this year, they're both kind of on the same uh, same train of thought where now let's find our best team and let's really have a good go at it. So it's going to be really exciting to see. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we don't get a year that's so affected by COVID and all kinds of other nonce. Um, what do you put that out there, mate? What can do. Sorry? Don't put, don't put that bad juju out there, mate. Sorry, do. Pretend I said nothing. Harry will edit that out later. No, well, we yeah, don't edit it. Um, uh, all right, the Kiwi teams, the Blues, um, Leon McDonald, um, you know, is, is the head coach there, but very excitingly, they signed New Zealand rugby legend Paul Tito, who's the new forwards coach. Um, Tito, of course, you know, played, I think, for every bloody team. No, played a 1,000 games, but uh, obviously many, many seasons for the Hurricanes back in the day. Very beloved character over there in New Zealand rugby. Um, Chiefs, Clayton McMillan, um, he, you know, was kind of has seen off uh, Warren Gatland, who's um, headed back to take his job, uh, familiar with um, with Wales. Uh, so Clayton McMillan's kind of survived that little Warren Gatland coming over and, you know, taking his job and then whatever. So well done to him. And uh, Nels, do you want to take us through the last two teams? Yeah, no changes for the Crusaders. Scott Robinson, Razor Robinson. Uh, you just get this feeling that maybe it's his last year there with big things to come. Um, James last Marsh. year there. It's a strong yeah. feeling. Like him saying, oh, yeah, the announcement for the All Blacks coach will come in the next week or so with a big group in face. Rugby New Zealand obviously tried to shut that down, but it doesn't really feel like it when you look at his confidence <laughs> when he's interviewed. Um, and James Marshall is the backs coach there for the Highlanders. Clark Dermody, he was the assistant coach and he's come in for Tony Brown, who's returned uh, as assistant to Japan uh, to focus on the the World Cup for them. Um, And Harry Donnelly? Yeah, they've got the Highlanders have also signed Tom Donnelly to run the lineouts, kickoffs and general forward play. Dave Dillon for defence, Richard Whiffen on attack and a familiar name, Ricky Flutey, looking after the skills. And uh, Chris Boyd is the coach and mentor over there as well. So pretty cool to see him involved. And the Hurricanes have just gone for all your favourite players. So Jason Holland's still steering the ship. 
but they've got Chris Gibbs still there, but Corey Jane still coaching. Tyler Blindahl has been there, I think, for a couple of seasons now, and Jamie McIntosh as well. So I can't believe that Jamie McIntosh is coaching anywhere but the Highlanders, to be honest. I thought that he just bled for that side. But uh, exciting, exciting young coaching staff for the Hurricanes. That's it. You take the job where you can get it, don't you? But I think I saw, if you want to feel old, fellas, I think I saw Corey Jane was tweeting, talking about, um, you know, it was his birthday the other day, and he was like, ah. Oh, you know, I, can't, I feel so old when I just turned 28 years old or something now. Can, can you imagine when I'm 40? But I, I'm pretty sure Corey Jane just turned 40. So if you want to start feeling old, it's, um, can you believe it? Anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's getting on. Thankfully, we're not his age. No. We're still young bucks, mate, living in our prime. Yes. Well, um, I think that uh, rounds out the podcast, the uh, the Hot Shit slash Peter Lackey podcast. Um yeah, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. I can't wait for the trial for the trials this week to see. Hopefully, to be able to watch more of the trials this week to begin with, but um, also just to see how everything plays out. And uh, for those fantasy managers amongst us, um, you know, get into it. We uh, we are having our OG league draft this coming weekend, the biggest day of the year. Very excited. I feel like this is probably the least amount of work we've ever done um, in planning for our teams as uh, we've gotten older and busier. But um, that just adds to the fun, really. Yeah, yeah. and uh, boys, there's only one, one way that we can uh, celebrate the end of this podcast, and that is by celebrating women's rugby and uh, celebrate the big step forward Australian women have made in their uh, pay gaps. Yeah, because girls is players too. Uh, yeah, yeah, because girls is players too. Cause girls is players too. So how do you dog call me? Strong finish, boys. <laughs>